that's the World in Brief from The Economist. To access the full version of The World in Brief and the rest of our award-winning podcasts, please consider taking out a subscription to Economist Podcast Plus. To get the best offer wherever you are in the world, go to economist.com slash podcasts plus. This is the World in Brief from The Economist, our top stories. A spokesperson for Alexei Navalny, Russia's most prominent opposition leader, confirmed his death. Mr. Navalny's team accused Russian authorities of withholding his body from his family to cover traces of murder. More than 340 people were detained across Russia after they tried to pay tribute to Mr. Navalny, according to a rights group. The G7's foreign ministers observed a minute's silence for Mr. Navalny and demanded that Russia immediately clarify the causes of his death. On Friday, Russia's prison service said that the activist had died, having fallen ill after a walk. The International Court of Justice rejected South Africa's request for additional measures against Israel, which would have prevented it from entering Rafah, Gaza's southernmost city. The court noted that recent developments in the Strip would worsen the existing humanitarian nightmare and called on Israel to abide by the existing provisional measures it ordered on January 26. Musa Faki Mahamat, chair of the African Union Commission, said he was worried about the political crisis in Senegal, but that he hoped for a free and transparent presidential election. Macky Sall, the country's president, promised on Friday to hold a poll soon, after the election authority called his decision to delay the vote unconstitutional. The postponement triggered mass protests. The Houthis, an Iran-backed militant group, claimed responsibility for an attack on an oil tanker on Saturday. The vessel sustained minor damage, according to a security firm. On Friday, America said it hit three mobile anti-ship cruise missiles in Houthi-controlled parts of Yemen. The rebels have been attacking ships in the Red Sea since mid-November. Speaking at the Munich Security Conference, Wang Yi, China's foreign minister, said that countries who attempted to shut China out of world trade would be making a historical mistake. America and Europe have said they will de-risk their trade ties with China, i.e. reduce their economic reliance on the country. Thailand will release Thaksin Shinawat, a former prime minister, from prison on Sunday. Mr. Tuxin returned in August after a long exile and was immediately jailed on corruption charges. Many suspect he cut a deal for early release. Upon his return, Mr. Tuxin's Per Thai party allied itself with the military establishment. That helped block to move forward a liberal party which won May's election from forming a government. Japan successfully launched its new H-3 flagship rocket after several setbacks last year. The government plans to launch 20 satellites and probes using H-3 rockets by 2030. The success is another for Japan's strong space program. In January, a spacecraft owned by the National Space Agency made its first moon landing, making Japan the fifth country to achieve the feat. 
Word of the week: Zhengbao, China's political security protection unit, housed within the broader police force. Read our story about how China manages to stifle dissent without a KJB. That's the World in Brief from the Economist. To access the full version of the World in Brief and the rest of our award-winning podcasts, please consider taking out a subscription to Economist Podcasts Plus. To get the best offer wherever you are in the world, go to economist.com/podcastsplus.